and welcome to the Heat Check Podcast, Miami Herald's Miami Heat Podcast. I'm David Wilson. I'm joined on the other line. He is on his fourth Coors Light of the morning. That is Anthony Chang, our Heat beat writer here at the Herald. What's going on, Anthony? Nothing much, you know. Four Coors Lights in is what you would expect. Yeah, it's it's a normal <laughs> uh, routine with a meal. Um, well, that, 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 I mean, people just listening to the podcast probably won't understand that reference, but you'll, you'll get it by the end of the podcast. Yeah, so we got kind of a lot to get to this week. It feels like this was, we've kind of felt this week coming for a little while, and it, it's finally here. It's the week the Heat traveled to Orlando, or Central Florida, I don't know. The, the whole geography there confuses me. Um, they're in Central Florida. They traveled there last night, right? Yeah, let, yeah. last night. We were recording this on Thursday morning. Um, and so the Heat are officially in the bubble. They will, I think, practice is planned to begin Friday for them. Um, for now, everyone is locked in their hotel rooms, unable to, uh, talk to anyone, leave the hotel room, associate with anyone. Um, so what's, what's the latest? I've been, I've been, I've been on vacation this week, so I've been out of the loop a little bit. You know, obviously I've been paying attention, but I'm not clicking on every story and reading every story this week, but... So what uh, seems like it went smooth this week, right? Yeah, um, you know, last week was a little bit bumpy for the Heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second and third Heat players tested positive, um, but as people I've talked to have made it clear, kind of this was expected. As and as we've talked about for the past few weeks, right. like positive tests were expected. So, um, but yeah, I mean, this week has been gone pretty smoothly. The the practice facility was closed after those, you know, after three players tested positive. Um, but you know they, they worked out from home. They kind of said, "Let's just let's just shut it down for right now. Let's right. try to get to our, as healthy as possible." Um, they left last night or yesterday, I guess, uh, around four o'clock from the arena. They left um, in buses and, and arrived to Orlando. I'm guessing around eight o'clock, between eight and nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, everything you know right now is, is smooth. They're quarantining. Uh, every team and every player, every staff member who, who gets to Disney has to quarantine for pretty much 36 to 48 hours. It's basically um, enough time. You get, you get tested, right. Right, check-in, um, and then if that's negative, you get tested again uh, at least 24 hours later. Um, and you basically have to do, the, you know, if those two tests return negative, you're able to leave your room and begin, you know, I guess the real bubble life um, and, and kind of roam around the hotel you know, with restrictions, obviously, you're able to work out, you're able to practice. So the expectation is right now, I think the Heat are slotted to practice tomorrow afternoon mm-hmm. uh, when they're done with that quarantine. Um, today, they're going to all be in their rooms the entire day. Um, they can't leave. Um, and Saturday, they're also uh, scheduled to practice in the morning. Um, I, I mean, it's tentative. Like, I, I think they probably will practice tomorrow, but I wouldn't say it's 100%. Only because, uh, you know, the timing of the test results, right? Like, not. like the turnaround time is twelve to twenty-four hours. So there's no guarantee that you know. Let's say they get tested tonight at ten o'clock because last night they got tested at nine p.m. Um, there's no guarantee they're going to have all the results by noon tomorrow. Right. So it's all very tentative. Um, but there is a good chance they probably will practice tomorrow. But uh, I think a lot will depend on kind of the turnaround time of those uh, test results that they take tonight. Yeah. Yeah, so like we said, this was you know kind of all expected basically. The um, the the couple of positive tests this week, um, 
those guys, uh, as far as we know, the plan is for them to join them in the bubble once they are uh, cleared to, you know, have, what is it? Two, do they have to do the two negative tests to be able to get back in? Is that basically where they're at now, the, the last couple of guys who are waiting to get there? Yeah, so they'll have to um, they'll have to, to satisfy the 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 protocol to discontinue their their like basically their self quarantine mm-hmm. in Miami, um, and what that means is having no symptoms, um, testing negative twice, like you said, getting clearance from a physician, and then once that happens, they're able to travel on their own up to uh, to Disney, and then once they get to Disney, they have to do the same exact quarantine right. that, that players and coaches are doing right now. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, my question was earlier in the week, I said, well, you know, what's the, like, is it going to be a different required quarantine for these guys that are growing up later? Are they going to have to do the, you know, like guys who leave the, leave the bubble have to, when they come back, they have to quarantine for up to 10 days. Like, are they going to have to quarantine for a week or something like that? Because they're getting up later and they're, they're they tested positive a few days, you know, a week ago. Uh, but no, it's the same exact quarantine. Um, so that's encouraging news. It's not like they're going to have to, you know, miss a week or stay in the hotel rooms for a week once they get to Orlando. Mm-hmm. Like they'll to pretty quickly, I think, rejoin the team once they're able to travel. Yeah. So, um, like we said, smooth so far. Um, we'll see, obviously, um, if there's like a FC Dallas type situation where a bunch of guys test positive on this initial intake round, and that would obviously disrupt things. But, um, you know, as of now, it, it looks like, the Heat are going to get to have a real practice on um, Friday, which is pretty exciting. I mean, it, it feels, you know, this, we're recording this, like I said, on Thursday morning last night in Miami played. Like, you know, we're, it feels like it's uh, everything's happening finally. I'm pretty yeah, excited I mean, about it. Yeah, I mean, really, it, this is this is the beginning. Yeah. Like, I know that they've been, like, working out in the facility individually for, what, almost, I guess, two months now, pretty much. Yeah, basically. Um, they have not practiced as a team since March. Like they have not gotten together as a team since March 11. It has been almost exactly four months. Like think about that's just crazy. Like yesterday on the bus ride, which I know they were divided into different buses and there had to be social distancing. So like there were a a bunch of empty like seats all over the bus scattered, scattered and guys had to wear masks. But, but technically like that was the first time they had all been together. Yeah. Uh, again, since March, like this is this is the beginning of kind of that journey of okay, we're coming together, we're gonna restart this season. Um, you know, the process has been happening again, like I said, for the past two months, but it's just been so it's individual work, so it's not the same. So this is gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting to see kind of this whole team healthy and together. We have yet to see that. Um, pretty much, and the fifteen guys made the trip. The two guys who tested positive last week did not make the trip, but even then, like. Myers Leonard is healthy. Tyler Hero is healthy. You have Andre Gudala, who you traded for in February. You have Jay Crowder. Like, what is the rotation going to be? You can't have 12 guys in the rotation. So this camp, this quote-unquote training camp, is really going to be about kind of finding that that combination um, because it is a very crowd rotation. With everyone healthy, um, you know, Eric Spolcher has a lot of tough decisions to make when it comes to that. Yeah, and obviously uh... – a good problem to have for the Heat, who have been uh, kind of, you know, it's weird to think about it, but last time the Heat was playing, like, they were kind of in a little bit of, like, a rut, basically, where, yeah. um, you know, they were definitely, I think they were definitely missing Tyler Hero, that extra scoring punch, um, 
you know, everyone talks about Myers Leonard and his communication on defense. Um, you could definitely see some of that missing. Um, so, Jimmy yeah. Jimmy was banged up, too. Yeah, Jimmy I mean, was, was banged like, up. Like, yeah. So, it's, you know, the, the break potentially could just help the Heat in that regard and in a way where a lot of these other injured guys, like, you know, this week uh, Bradley Beal dropped out. Victor Oladipo dropped out. Obviously, we've already had, like, Kyrie drop out. John Wall decided not to play. Like, some of these guys who, who were maybe injured and, and really felt the, like, serious injuries kind of felt the, uh, you know, getting out of shape. They felt the the burden of not playing, whereas the Heat were kind of the opposite, where, you know, the, those nicks and bruises, and, and they, you know, I, I can't remember what the whole league looked like, but I have to think the Heat were probably one of the more banged up um, teams when we went into this break, just in terms of like small injuries, like guys you expected to maybe be back in time for the playoffs or, or the end of the regular season. Um, so yeah, it's like weird to just think about basketball for the first time in a while, but, um, I don't know, I'm kind of, kind of in the mood to start thinking about basketball. I've been watching the basketball tournament on, um, I know, me too. it's been, yeah. it's been great. Yeah, no, it's been like, uh, I was telling my wife when it turns out, she's like, what is this? And I'm like, I don't know, but it's live basketball and I'm watching it. And yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, it's just, it's just cool to watch basketball. Like you said. Yeah. Like it's just, we've watched like the replays and the re-airs of games and classic games and that's great. But like to watch live basketball where you don't know what's going to happen. Um, it's a great thing. Yeah. I wonder how much, like I've been watching it partially thinking like, is this going to be what the um, NBA basketball is going to like look like just in terms of like the you can hear everything on the court. Mm. Um, I mean, obviously, there's just going to be more people in the gym when there's the NBA games are going on. Like, it seems like there's just like 15 players in the arena for those some of those basketball tournament games. Um, but I mean, it's been cool. Like, it's fun to watch and you hear them all. You know, they they have to mute every once in a while, um, but you get to hear everyone like calling out defenses and, um, you know, a little bit of trash talk and, you know, just like the yelling as people go to the rim. Um, if, if that's what the NBA has, then, like, that's going to be uh, pretty cool, I think. Yeah, I'm really – that's one of the things I'm really looking forward to kind of seeing what it's like. Like, what is that – what is the TV product going to be like? You know, like, yeah. I know they said – I think they said already that they're not going to pipe in sound. Which yes. Is, which I'm, I'm really don't. I'm not a huge fan of. I get why you would do that, but I'm not a huge fan of pumping sound. Like I, I'd rather hear what's going on in the court. Um, I know Adam Silver also said there might be like a delay, which makes sense, like for language and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that has to be. That yeah, right. But but I think overall, like I think it's just going to be a cool, different way to watch NBA basketball that like nobody has really seen before. So yeah. I'm really really looking forward to kind of seeing what that's like. Did you watch the uh, Inter Miami game last night? I did. What do you? I mean, they obviously, you know, I've. Have you watched any of the European soccer? Because in the European soccer, they've been pumping in sound, yeah. whereas in yeah. the Inter Miami, there was no sound. I. I mean, I. You know, I don't know. It's kind of different for me. I don't know why. I mean, maybe it's a flawed way of thinking. But like basketball is a smaller court. Yeah, I kind of agree. Like it's gonna make like I. I kind of get pumping in sound for soccer. Like there's something like I. I like watching those European games and and hearing the, like, it's like a real game with fans in the background, chants and all that. Um, like, yesterday's Inter-Miami game was fine. Like, you could hear on the pitch and hear them talking and all that, but mm-hmm. uh, it kind of felt a little bit like a scrimmage. Yeah. I, don't know. I think I don't think it was just, yeah. Another, like, kind of weird difference that is basketball, like, 
there's much more like tactile sound than mm-hmm. soccer, and you know, not, there's not not even like there's like a ton compared to like football where there's just the b- constant banging of pads, but just the like squeaks of the of sneakers on hardwood, like that, like makes you know that that like makes a difference. It's just like there's always kind of something, and obviously like the ball bouncing, like in. In soccer, you know, when a guy kicks it, you hear it. But other than that, like, when the ball is just kind of rolling around or guys are just dribbling, like, you're not hearing every, like, pitter-patter of, of foot on ball. I think it kind of makes a difference that there's just, like, that extra layer of, like, natural sound um, that makes it sound more than just, like, like you're saying, a scrimmage where it's, like, just guys kind of yelling. Um, you know, it, you know when, you, when you go to, like, a, play a pickup game, like, there, you can – even if there's not a lot of talking, there's at least like that kind of background sound that I think makes a difference. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's just like the pace of basketball too, like makes for like, you don't need the, you don't need the, the crowd noise. Like it's yeah. just, even just the announcers, like it's just more, you know, they're more involved in the game. There's more action to call. Yeah. Um, there's shots more, going up every 18 seconds yeah. or whatever, 16 seconds. Right. Like, like if you watch summer league uh, and I'm, I'm guessing and I'm, confident that these games will probably be better produced in summer league games mm-hmm. but um summer league is fun to watch just because of like it's a small gym you hear everything on the court like you hear the guys talking you hear the like you said the, the kind of the, the the noise of basketball like the, the shoes squeaking on the court mm-hmm. all hitting the hitting the court um it's it's just it's a fun way to watch basketball i just think basketball makes for um a better product to watch in that way than soccer i would say all right. Um, so, what what are the next steps in in Central Florida now? We mentioned the the practices get started Friday. At that point, do they are they going every day basically, or most days? Um, I would say most days. What yeah. else do they have to do, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I know. I'm guessing. The, I mean, I'm sure they'll have a few days off, maybe like one day off a week. You know, I'm, I'm sure they can't go every single day. But they really have to make the most of this time. You know, and and um, say like I said, they're gonna. I'm guessing they'll pra- Friday maybe they're scheduled to practice, and they're definitely gonna practice Saturday and I'm guessing they're going to practice Sunday. So like, this is a by six day a week practice. And you know, the first scrimmage game isn't that far away. Like it's in a week yeah. and a half, 22. Um, they really don't have that much time. Again, this is a, it's a good thing that they're familiar with each other. It's a good thing that, you know, they, it's not like they're starting from scratch here, mm-hmm. uh, but it has been four months. They have not practiced together as a team in four months. Technically, they have not allowed to play, not been allowed to play five and five basketball in four months. Which, you know, I'm sure some guys have found a way to do that. But um, this is, it's going to be a, it's like a sprint. It's not a marathon. It's a sprint. Like who can be ready, the fastest. Um, and yeah, like they're gonna, they're gonna really have to make the most of this time. They have what 20 days, I think, um, between like now between their first yeah, so they, their first practice will be January or sorry July 10th and the first game is July 31st or in August 1st August I think. 1 yeah so 21 days yeah. 3 weeks like that's that's really quick yeah uh, when you've been out for 4 months yeah although it is worth noting as you know as I mentioned some of those guys who opted out this week like the bottom of the east has gotten pretty ugly like it, it's still a sprint, yeah. but um, well, I guess I, I guess now it almost makes I don't know. Do you feel like it makes the race for the uh, I guess the three seed like more interesting? 
He's now the bottom three with no Oladipo there. I know the Pacers were good even without him, but um, yeah, it feels like the bottom three in the East. Whatever you know, whether it's going to be definitely Indiana and then some combination of Brooklyn, uh, Orlando, Washington, like that's pretty ugly at this point. So, did you feel like that makes it a little bit more of a, of a sprint where you're really going to try to want to sprint for that three seed or? or at least try to match up with the Pacers? Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, uh, I think if the Heat had their choice, uh, Pacers team yeah. or the Sixers, like you obviously want Yeah. It looks like right now, just based on paper, um, Indy's going to fall to that sixth spot. Right. He's in four. They're going to face Philly in the first round, which, again, like we've spoken about in the past, um, you know, Philly's had their issues, but I still would not want to face them in the Especially compared to an Oladipo list Pacers. For sure. No doubt. No doubt. But I just don't know if the Heat can jump to that three spot, unfortunately. Like, they're two and a half back of Boston. The Heat have arguably the toughest schedule Mm -hmm. to play eight games. Um, That's a lot of ground to make up in eight games, two and a half games. So, it just looks like that first round playoff series between Jimmy Butler and his former team is really probably going to happen. Yeah. Uh, just you know, great for like for business for us. It's just a lot of storylines, and it's um, it's going to be, I think, a fun matchup with probably a lot of intensity and you know, quote unquote, like just not hatred, but just a lot of dislike between the two sides. Um, as you, if you remember, like last time that he made the playoffs, it was against Philly. Um, they they lost in five games, so right. this seems to have a history. And yeah, it just looks like that's going to happen. Like just there, it's it's. They're on a collision course pretty much to play each other in the first round. Yeah. Uh, obviously, this is not what the NBA was necessarily hoping for, but it it seems like we might get, like, four games into the um, restart and, like, teams are ready, like, kind of almost locked in. Like, which those last, like, especially because the four, like, home court doesn't really matter between four and five, like – it feels like we could have the top five pretty much settled, and then Indiana is like the six, and then it's like doesn't matter what the bo- the bottom is going to be totally irrelevant. Um, like I- I'm not sure if we're going to get the full eight game uh, run to the-, the playoffs in the in the way we were hoping with Indiana just out of the mix, basically. Unless it- obviously Indiana could, you know, it's a small, you know, just eight games. Maybe they're um, in better shape than everyone else. Like there's going to be a lot of like. Yeah factors that we have to consider but um you know the it's just losing Oladipo and theoretically losing Indiana is like a real threat um I think makes that eight game sprint to the playoffs um maybe a little bit more of a a brisk jog than a sprint yeah I I was gonna say that actually like um I think the Heat will try to make the most of those eight games but in reality like you want to be ready by August 17th yeah that's you have serpent you're kind of like okay this is when we have to be like back to where we were or as close to where we were as we, you know, as we were playing in March pretty much, or they weren't playing that great in March, but you know what I mean? Like they have to be pretty much back to that place in shape, like everyone playing their, their normal amount of minutes um, again, because right. yeah, these eight games, like they matter, but really like, I think August 17 is that date that everyone has really, most teams have circled as like, okay, this is the day we have to be ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It gives you a little bit of extra time, um, yeah. which is, yeah, I, I think again, like that's, 
you know, I know the reasons for those eight regular season games are financial, but that also is part of it. Just they didn't want guys to jump right in the playoffs, which is like one of the first things we kind of said once we realized uh, they were going to be off for a really long time. For sure. Like, would you be surprised if you have, like, Giannis playing every other game and LeBron playing maybe the first four games or first five games, seeing out the last three? Like, I just think that's going to happen. I, I think teams are going to yeah. rest guys. Oh, definitely Giannis. I actually don't know the West standings, like, offhand, like how much are the Lakers up? Like, because getting the one seed, especially because there's going to be that play-in for the eight, I feel like helps. Um, but, yeah, they're five and a half up on the Clippers. Like, yeah. I mean, there's no reason for those teams to have their top guys playing more than four of the games yeah. at this point. And when they play, like, 30 minutes max, like, I know you want to ramp them up for the playoffs. I guess that's what it's, that's what these eight games are for for them. But yeah. I just, yeah, I, I, like you said, I don't think this is going to be, like, LeBron at his max, you know, playing 45 minutes a game every game. Like, it's just not going to happen. Like, these eight games – most teams that are already like in the playoffs are going to treat it like, okay, this is our time to ramp up. There's our time to prepare for the playoffs. This is our time to get back into uh, you know real like game shape. Um, I, mean, some teams, I guess it's it basically like the end of the regular season every year, right? Where like half yeah. the teams are playing for nothing, another half or or another third are playing to get or two thirds are getting ready to, for the playoffs, and then like the last whatever percentage of the league. Um, that, those percentages I gave made no sense, but uh, half a third, and then whatever that last group is, is like basically playing their most competitive, intense games of the year. Like it's gonna be like there's gonna be that kind of whiplash of like you'll watch one game at, at two p.m. That's like two teams just kind of going through the motions and getting guys maybe ready for the playoffs, and then you'll go to the next game. And it'll be like two yeah, the two bottom sport. of the Western Conference team playing yeah. as hard as as they possibly can. But that's what happens at the end of the regular season every year. Only now it like feels like that's like if spring training and for some reason like some teams are fighting for playoff positioning because there's going to be that kind of rust. I think just naturally um, in play. No, that's a good point. I think yeah, I think there'll be like the top half of the team. Top half of teams will like you said they might play the first four games like you know hard, and the last four they rest guys and they kind of play maybe their backups. Yeah. Like Milwaukee, Toronto, you know, Milwaukee, as we've said, is six and a half up on Toronto, and Toronto is three up on Boston. And then Boston, again, is two and a half up. Like, it's potent. Like, there's a possibility that those teams are like, have all their stuff clinched halfway through the time in Orlando. I don't know if the Heat will have that opportunity. No, I don't. Until until maybe like the final two games. Yeah. But like, maybe in Philly right there. Yeah, still up two on those teams. Well, and if they and if they're playing well, then they're going to keep ground with Boston. So, um, right, yeah, the middle of the pack is has a little bit more reason to play. But yeah, the top of the pack, particularly in the East, and is I think we said this last week. Like they're kind of locked in, and then the bottom of the East is just so ugly that um, those games feel irrelevant. Also, <laughs> can I ask you a question? Why are the Wizards in, in this? I know you're. I, know. I don't know. Talking to the wrong guy, but like, why are the Wizards and the Phoenix Suns? I just, I still don't get it. Yeah. I just don't so get that it. they could get um, Zion in, right? But they didn't even need to do that to get Zion in. They do twenty teams. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I'm sure. I mean, we reason. said that at the beginning was just do twenty. They, I, I mean, clearly they wanted another East team in the field. I think, right? They didn't want it to just be like four West teams and no more East teams. 
just, man, it was a waste. I mean, we, they should have seen this coming that like some of those bottom teams that were effectively out of it were not going to bring their their best guys. Yeah, no, you, it's just yeah, that, that, I mean, the Heat. Unfortunately for them, they don't have a game against Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, but teams that have a game against Washington or have two games against Washington, like huge advantage. Yeah, uh, because they're clearly, you know, without Beal, obviously the worst team left. Yeah. Um, but, uh, the Heat don't have that luxury. Yeah. What do you think of uh, the the Nets with uh, Jamal Crawford and uh, Michael Beasley? Are you excited to watch them? I am, and Tyler Johnson. And Tyler Johnson, yeah, I got that Tyler Johnson. A lot of a lot of former Heat guys. Yeah, I mean, they'll they'll lose in four or five to the Raptors, but uh, or they'll get swept by the Bucks. But it's an interesting team. Like, just like okay, let's just get together here, get these new. I mean, they've had to because so many guys have dropped out or tested positive and opted out of the out of the restart, but. They have like three or four new players. Honestly, it feels kind of like a basketball tournament team. Yeah, it really does. Like, there's a mishmash of players they signed like a week ago. And yeah. It's like, okay, what yeah. happens? Yeah. Um, it'd be fun if they like made a run at it. You like, know? Like, like, not a run, but like, if they won a few games in the seeding games and they're in the seventh spot. And they, and Jamal they Crawford's just cooking. Yeah, like he scored 51 game. Like, that would be fun. Yeah, so this afternoon, I think, uh, Overseas Elite, the, the basketball tournament team plays, that has Joe Johnson on them. I think it's Joe Johnson and Jarrett Jack are both on that team. Like, how are those guys, if those guys weren't on this basketball tournament game, would they be on the Nets right now? Probably. Like, yeah. those are exactly the kind of guys I feel like the Nets are going yeah. out and getting. I mean, that's what they've had to get, right? I mean, it's like, what, like at this point of the season – when you're like just forced to fill roster spots, like, yeah, yeah, you're gonna get Tyler Johnson, you're gonna get Michael Beasley, Jamal Crawford. A little bit surprised. I thought maybe he was just like, ah, he's okay with this not playing. Yeah, just retired. All of a sudden, yeah. it's like, okay, here you go. Like you're gonna be in the playoffs in a week. Yeah. <laughs> um, All right, we're back. Uh, one last uh, basketball thing we didn't get to um, before I got disconnected and we had to act like there was a commercial break. Um, <laughs> was um, the, the Heat's traveling party. Um, obviously, a couple of players not there um, as they recover from their COVID-19 diagnoses. Um, probably the most interesting, although not, I guess, not necessarily surprising omission, uh, is Pat Riley staying back in South Florida instead of traveling with the Heat. Um, but did that surprise you? or I, I feel like I remember us talking about it last week that we kind of expected that it might not have been on the air though that we were trying to figure out who was going to maybe be the heats um like kind of front office rep in the bubble yeah i mean it's not too surprising um i know like outside people kind of assume pat would be there just because like when when the whole list of teams staying in hotels came out and i was like oh pat's gonna be you know shadowing Giannis all around the hotel and meeting him in the buffet, you know, the buffet line and just trying to get him to the heat and trying to pitch him already. But that, I I don't think I was ever really a consideration Mm -hmm. just because it's just, it's just a fact. Like, you know, Pat's in his seventies. Obviously, you know, as you get older, like that's a demographic that's considered pretty vulnerable to COVID-19. So I just think it made sense. You know, Pat can still, obviously have an influence from Miami. He doesn't have to be there. Right. Uh, I'm guessing he might still go to a few games. Like, yeah, they have to stay away from players and coaches and staff members. But they can go, like, Mickey Harrison, Pat Riley, Andy Oxford can still go to the arena. Right. Game from a distance with a mask on. 
And I'm guessing that that will probably still happen occasionally. But um, yeah, Pat staying home, kind of expected. But obviously, you know, since it's Pat Riley, it's news. Um, in his place, in his place, I think that was the big question: who was right. going to beat? Because every team is required to have one executive in Orlando, kind of as the, in the traveling party. And the Heat uh, went with assistant general manager Adam Simon, who's been with the organization for a long time. Um, I really think it was between, you know, like the Heat's options were Adam Simon, Andy Ellisberg, who's a general manager, and Shane Battier, and even Nick Garrison, who's the CEO of the Heat. Mm-hmm. Um, but Simon makes sense, you know, and I'm sure, yes, he's up there, but I'm guessing there'll be a lot of Zoom calls, phone calls, and he will make a decision decisions unilaterally you know like there's gonna be a lot of consultation so um it's i think it's still like a group group effort there yeah um anything else kind of surprising to you from the uh traveling party list um not necessarily everything's pretty expected i guess the one thing is there was one coach left behind um uh tabo de la grana who's an assistant coach player developmental player player development coach Mm -hmm. He was the coach left behind. The other coaches who made the trip, Eric Spolster, Dan Craig, Malik Allen, Chris Quinn, Anthony Carter, and shooting coach Rob Fodor. Um, and also the Heat opted, um, you know, video coordinator, they uh, they opted to bring Eric Glass, which as most Heat fans know, he's been in Sioux Falls most of the season. Um, he has been on Eric Spolster's staff for the past few seasons, but this year he was the head coach in Sioux Falls for the HG League team. Um, he will be there. And I think that makes sense because you want versatile people, right? So Eric Glass' background is a video coordinator, um, but he's also a coach. Like, he was the head coach of the G League team. So you have a guy who could do video, who's a coach, who can develop players. Yeah. Um, so he is making the trip. Yeah. All right. Um, let's wrap up with the most important news of the day, and that is Myers Leonard Instagram Live from last night. And I say that kind of as a joke, but also kind of seriously because it gave us a pretty good look of what the uh, the bubble like looks like basically yeah i you know leave it to myers i'm not surprised he did that i think it was like an hour and a half on instagram live like it was incredible yeah like eight minutes it was like a little short of an hour and a half um very like he was kind of showing the hotel room whole setup um very conventional hotel room which is not bad i mean it's just like it's just it's just it's not like uh you know these guys are spending two or three months in this room Mm -hmm. um it's very you know normal one bedroom king size bed with the tv set up right in front the, the bathroom right next right next to it like it's a very you know reasonably sized room it's not not as not maybe not as big as some people would think um but he already had his uh pc set up for, for gaming uh he had the whole setup he had a like a carton of what hundreds of level bars which uh, he just seemed very prepared and he uh, if you want to like detail his uh his room service order we can bring this full circle when you uh, reference exactly Go ahead. So he got – so first of all, he said the food was pretty good, which I think was yeah, a big controversy. Yeah. yeah. That was a big controversy uh, earlier in the week before the heat arrived is how is the food in the bubble. Um, but he still ordered room service because he says he eats 5,000 calories a day. And his room service order included a cup of lobster bisque, a bacon cheeseburger, uh, an order of chicken tenders and french fries, and four Coors Lights. I think I got everything. Which he did not, right? consume, on, which he did not consume on the live because he thought that was that, yeah. that was that wouldn't be a good look. So yeah, I mean, I feel like when you're seven feet, like 
and you, yeah. you eat that much food, like, you gotta drink a lot of Coors Light to, to feel the and, effects. And I don't know if you've seen, maybe you might have seen, because you're, you're obviously very active on social media, but, like, there's videos of Myers Leonard, he can chug a beer. Yeah. Like, he could chug a beer down, like, in five seconds. Like, it is impressive. So, it should not be surprising that he ordered four Coors Lights, really. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, like, big guys, they can drink. They can definitely drink. Um, but yeah, I mean, I actually thought it was kind of interesting. It showed like everything. The um, you know they have, they have a gift bag from the NBA. The room setups are you know pretty good. I be, I, don't, I would not want to be stuck in there without being able to leave for forty eight hours or whatever. But um, you know it's a good setup for whenever uh, you know once the actual bubble starts. It's a pretty good size room. Um, they got to figure out the internet. It seems like um, I know Josh Hart was also trying to uh, who's also a big uh, streamer was also trying to figure out how to uh, get the internet working good in the hotel room. Um, and he said the food was pretty good, which, you know, I know the first, I don't remember who the first person to share a picture of the food was that kind of rose all the alarms that they're going to not be well fed. But once, uh, once the actual like pictures of the full meal were coming out, like it looks bad. Anything looks bad in a tray like that. Um, but, yeah, it's the first night of vacation. How many times have you been on vacation the first night you, like, don't eat anything? Like, I feel like that's pretty yeah. uh, standard. And it's got to be, like, once they're out of quarantine, like, right now they have to eat in their rooms. And right. They have to their, their food. But, like, they're going to be able to venture out and eat, like, at restaurants in the hotel. It's yeah. not all going to just be, like, box lunches. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a little different right now. But once they're able to get out of the room, it's, the food situation is going to be very different. So. Yeah. Um, I, I would not be worried about about these players. Yeah, they're gonna eat well. And uh, did the team? I, I don't remember on the list. Do they have like a nutritionist or someone in the bubble with them? Like, are they, teams allowed to do that's that? That's a good question. That's a good question. They actually don't. Um, they obviously the team has a nutrition. He's they're staying home. I'm guessing they're just gonna send in. I guess they can uh, work remotely. Yeah, basically. work remotely, and maybe I, maybe they have. I don't know if Disney maybe has designated for teams like. I'm sure chefs or nutritionists where they could work like with the team nutritionist, but back in Miami to kind of get everything straight. Yeah. Um, a nutritionist is not, it's tough. I mean, they had to, I, I like just, I'm talking to people with the heat. This is a very tough decision to cut down to 35, yeah. 37 people. Like it's just, it was not easy. Like, you know, people wanted to go, they could not go um, be, just because of the limit. Um, they had to kind of just really try to make tough decisions based on, and you know, with the heat, it's about basketball. So mm-hmm. like I said, Eric Bass, like, yeah, he wasn't with the team, but he's a video. He's, he was the head video coordinator for the team for the past few years. He's, he was a head coach in the G league. He was an assistant coach last year with, with Spo. Um, it just made sense. So like they have to make, they're going to put basketball over the, the secondary stuff. And that's right. kind of what their travel party is. A lot of basketball people, very little <laughs> secondary kind of, auxiliary auxiliary employees so um nutritionists did not make the cut um to go to Orlando yeah um any other big takeaways from the week anything uh anything we didn't hit on anything um, I didn't get to from Myers's uh Instagram live I, I'm I'm I mean I feel like this is gonna be a daily thing so yeah I'm, act- I'm like that's gonna be I mean there's a, obviously reporters are going to be getting in there at some point too obviously they're not gonna have the same like they're not gonna be mingling with the players necessarily but um you know we're gonna get a lot of like reports of what it's like in there um 
and I'm sure if I was more into the MLS, I would have a decent idea of what their bubble looks like just from, like, reading. I'm sure MLS guys are, uh, like, sharing videos and stuff like that, too. Um, you know, they've been in the bubble for about a week. Um, but, um, yeah, I think we're going to get a pretty good sense of what it's like in there. Um, not just from Myers, but I'm sure sure other guys are doing similar stuff. But it seems like Myers is going to be our guide through the Orlando bubble. Yeah, I mean, that's that's not a surprise at all, yeah. right? Like, that's just who Myers is. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we're going to get a lot of Twitch streams, a lot of Instagram lives. Well, they got to get the internet working, but yes, then we will. Yeah, that's a concern. I know he's been, like, trying to trying to find a, a good hotspot to use, but even that, like, I don't know if that's going to work there. He's, they're going to they're gonna have to improve. There's enough players who want a game that I'm guessing they're going to have to improve the Wi-Fi situation in the next few days to make everybody happy. Yeah. Um, and hopefully next week we will have a reporter on uh, from Inside the Bubble 2 to, to give us a boots-on-the-ground uh, report of what it is like in there. Um, it's going to be fun to follow for the next couple of weeks, and then obviously we dive right into basketball eventually. Um, and Well, I guess next week, really, we get to basketball, right, the, with the first couple scrimmages, so... Um, yeah, a week and a half or so. Yeah, like, a little less than two weeks. Yeah. A little less so, than two weeks. so, yep, we're getting close, as we said. Um, it's pretty exciting. Um, the heat schedule should make it interesting, too. So um, I, don't, I wonder if I'm going to, like, feel impatient for the next couple of weeks. But the soccer's helping, me, t- helping tide me over also. I like they have these 9 a.m. games. Right before we were recording, yeah. I had, like, a... It felt like the World Cup, even though it was Philadelphia and New York City playing. Right. Yeah, it feels like very European, right? You wake up and you just watch soccer. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's, yeah, it's nice. And it's, basketball's going to be like that, too. I mean, you're going to have, like you yeah. said, like after 1 o'clock, I think the Heat's first game is at 1 p.m. Like, that's on a on a Saturday. Like, that's going to be, it's going to be fun to kind of just watch basketball early, not at 7.30 at night every time. Like, yeah. it's going to be different, but it's going to be. I think we all deserve it, right? Like, yes, we definitely deserve it. Four months, and now we're going to have baseball, we're going to have basketball, we're going to have hockey, we have soccer, um, golf, NASCAR, and football, maybe, I don't even know, football maybe tentatively soon. Um, but, yeah, there's going to be a lot of sports happening, so that's a good thing and uh, a nice change yeah. from the past few months. All right, uh, you can follow Anthony on Twitter at Anthony underscore Chang. I realize we didn't do our temperature check. Where are you at? What's your uh, optimism this starts and optimism this finishes? Well, with the teams already getting there, I think the they're going to start. It's like a 10 they're going to start. Yeah, 9.9. Yeah. I'll never say 10, but 9.9. Um, finish, man, I'm going to say an 8. I'm going to up a little bit. I just, I know like the positive tests were. A little bit discouraging last week, but I think with teams already there, as until I see that there's a positive, like someone has positive in the bubble, then I'm gonna stay with an eight. Yeah, if someone has positive in the bubble. Yeah, that's it, the next like two weeks are gonna be a good indication. Um, yeah. Like if they if they get through these first couple of weeks with no one with no um, puncturing of the bubble at all, I'll feel pretty good that there's never gonna be at least like an outbreak. Yeah, there's, right. yeah, there's sure the bubble is going to probably get punctured at some point just between, you know, guys come in and out a little bit and, um, uh, you know, and then um, the like the, the people who work in the resorts and all that who, who have to leave and enter and, and the testing is no test is, is perfect. So, you know, it feels like at some point there will be 
some positive test, but but if they get through these first couple of weeks without one, then like you feel pretty good that they've got the routine down at least. Yeah, the, these these really I mean, next two weeks for sure, but these next like three or four days, like while teams are arriving and quarantining, um, it's like it's like what happened in MLS, like the 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 the, the, the kind of the fear is someone contracting coronavirus right before leaving their city, right. Like not 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 testing positive because they just you know they just got it and it's too soon, and they're traveling with teammates to Disney, and three or four other teammates then test positive and they get to Orlando and they discover there's a mini outbreak on the team like that's the fear right so, I think if we can get through these next three or four days where, teams are getting there and quarantining and there's no there are no positive tests like that is going to be, a great sign for the NBA. Yeah. Uh, you working on anything that uh, you want to plug before we finish? Um, I, I'm going to have a, a preview soon of kind of the biggest questions the Heat are facing um, entering this thing, you know, from the schedule to rotation mm-hmm. decisions to um, to like the young guys, how they're going to how they're going to uh, adapt to kind of this unique format um, to Will Myers, Leonard remain a starter like there's gonna i'm gonna do a a a thing to just kind of preview and kind of refresh everyone's memory on kind of where this team was at and what it faces now moving forward so that plus those daily reports i mean practices that we've talked about yeah probably probably tomorrow friday um so it's just gonna be the back to the daily grind again Mm -hmm. you can follow me on twitter at db wilson too uh i'm off this week but i'll be back next week to probably write about some basketball because uh it's all happening that should be the, that should be a slogan. Yeah, it's all happening. It's all happening. All right, uh, let's wrap up there. Uh, thanks as always for listening. Uh, we will be back next week, hopefully with some report, more reports from uh, inside the bubble as the NBA moves towards its long-awaited restart. Um, thanks as always, Anthony, and I'll talk to you next week. Talk to you later, David.